I'd like to propose a toast. Hello and welcome to Before Brunch. I'm Megan Cassidy. And I'm Cassie Delaney. And we are your weekly celebrity pop culture social issues podcast. And we go live every Sunday morning right before brunch. And we like to talk about all the things that you're going to be talking to your pals about at brunch. We take the things that have happened during the week in celeb land or in the news and we make them relevant to our lives and therefore your lives. And everything's different this week. It's so different you hardly you probably don't even recognize our voices it's that different it's just everything's different I've got slabs of diet coke beside me in a mini fridge in the office and we are now officially partnered with diet coke for their because I can campaign which is really cool and exciting it's just so cool um so this was this has been in the works for a few weeks I was on a sunbed in Tenerife when we got the call and we were so excited because obviously it's an ideal fit um, the Because I Can campaign is all about trying new things and confidence and actually one of the biggest messages that we get from you guys is all about um, how sort of uplifting you find the podcast which is really good to hear because it wasn't probably our original intention to make it confidence mm-hmm. building or uplifting but we do talk about a lot of issues that pertain to women and challenges that face women um, and a lot of the themes of the messages we get are about how you feel a little bit uplifted and ready to kick ass that week. Yeah, and like face those challenges, which is exactly what this campaign is about. So we are absolutely delighted mm-hmm. to be associated with this campaign. We are thrilled. Uh, so what is going to change for from your perspective as a listener is nothing much. Um, there will be a couple of ads uh, throughout the podcast and that helps us to continue making this podcast for you. What mm-hmm. also helps is likes, subscribes and reviews. So please do if you are enjoying it. At this juncture for us, what are we 12 weeks in? I think we're 12 weeks back in, yeah which is great so absolutely um please rate and review and share it with your pals and stuff and if use it to to um create a conversation start with your friends so organize your brunch get your pals together and say let's talk about the things that they talked about on before brunch yeah. which is um which is great that's great um what, what you'll also hear every week which we're really excited about because we love how cheesy it is like we love hashtag cheese um Cassie, you're get you're a little bit premature there. She's Am like, I okay? okay? Yeah, I'm actually very thirsty. I know. I'm really, <laughs> really looking forward to it. It's really cold. Did it come out of your mini fridge? Yeah. It's really cold. I'm really looking forward to having it. I'm parched. I bet someone has just turned the podcast off because they're like they're talking about how thirsty they are for the first ten minutes of this new sponsored podca- podcast. <laughs> um, no, stick with us, guys. But genuinely, we actually have been drinking a diet coke with. Uh, as we were recording but now going forward we're going to open a can at the start of every episode as a little sound effect Mm -hmm. which has meant when we sat down we usually sit down maybe uh, 20-15 minutes before we actually press record and have a chat about what we're going to talk about and we start sipping at that point but we had to wait today so we're both gasping so without further ado Cassie now now I do a little tap before I open it oh you do just to settle it I, I hear it settles it but it could be a myth go on you settle yours Will I settle it? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's the Sounds tap. good. Yeah. And then here we go. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that, was, that was sensual. We could need maybe a poor sound effect. Like, just to make it extra. Oh. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Check that out for ambiance. Yeah. Um, so that's the great, exciting news. And without further ado, let's chat about what we're going to chat about. I actually think it's it's a good idea to chat about. We've been we've been because we've known that this is coming now for the last couple of weeks. So I actually have been really thinking about the kind of because I can message and what we what we should be doing. And we were we were talking about this during the week together. It's like all those pressures you put on yourself to do things before you're 30 and all that kind of stuff. And Mm. um, I have been really, really thinking. And I think that the, the message of the campaign has manifested in a sort of unexpected way that I am now entirely and utterly committed to buying a Vespa. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that that's where that was going. Mm. Um, Cassie, I just, okay. So a few weeks ago we were chatting about some money issues that you were having and, you know, you're looking at buying a house. You've, you've bought a house technically. I just, yeah, so. A Vespa <laughs> is probably, I just feel maybe irresponsible. Or is that going against the message of this campaign? That's because I can't, Megan. (laughs) Because I can. (laughs) I am going to get a Vespa. Yes, I am at a very financially um, sort of volatile volatile place. Mm -hmm. Myself and my girlfriend have just gotten a house. Um, Fingers crossed. We just sale agreed on it this week. So it's, um, it's still early days and we've seen houses go through the cracks or whatever and sales fall through but this one looks really really positive but here's my logic I've wanted one my entire life always never even come close to getting one never strongly considered it mm-hmm. um, it is the the location of the new house and the location of my workplace is perfect distance for a Vespa just absolutely ideal. Like a little, the, what does that mean? It's a little Sorry, city what does commute. That mean, it's perfect a little, distance for a Vespa. It's because I'm not going to get that bad helmet hair because it's only going to be like a five ten minute Vespa ride. Um, <laughs> it's I have the new house has this gorgeous green door, like that kind of olive green sort of minty door that one of those vintage Vespas will look gorgeous outside. Like that is an Instagram that is going to perform exceptionally well. Okay, so, so far we have no hat hair and a great Instagram post. And I just think it'll bring me absolute joy. Well, look, if it's going to make you happy, Do go it. for it. Yeah. What's making me happy at the moment is actually being really meanly frugal. I've, I've really done it in the last few weeks. So I'm moving in to a new apartment at the end of this month and mm-hmm. had to pay a deposit this month, not getting my deposit back till next month and all that kind of boring stuff. But I have decided for the first time in my life that I'm really going to restrain, mm-hmm. not get taxis, not get coffees, not buy lunch, make my own lunch. Um, and I'm getting such a kick out of it. It's addictive. I think now I'm going to turn into a real spendthrift. Yeah, no, it is absolutely addictive. Obviously for the last couple of months, like myself and um, Lydia, we moved home. Like we've been living at home since November to save money um we I cut back on taxis cut back and going out like cut back I haven't bought like I bought a new pair of shoes haven't really bought many things um been doing little little really really treat cheap trips mm. um like we've done like Airbnbs over in like the Aran Islands yeah like, where it's like 20 quid a night or something done really kind of frugal little um cheap things been staying in a lot um but it is addictive it's so addictive because you just see the money go into your savings and that feels better than spending it yeah I mean like I and I think you were similar as well 
that in that we would always live within our means. So yeah, as, and sometimes not even within the means. And absolutely not yeah. within the means. Like we've both been in situations where we've had to borrow a lot of money um, at the end of the month. Um, and we've been on widely varying salaries since we became friends. It, mm-hmm. it, but no matter what salary we're on, it's always has been the same buzz that at the end of the month it's like oh shit I have 40 cent like can I get a cheeseburger on my card please um but since I've made these tiny little changes and they're only tiny it's like not getting that 260 Americano every day um not ordering my lunch um Mm -hmm. from Deliveroo I cannot believe the amount of difference that it makes to your account like it's incredible and then you start thinking about all the other ways that you could save money um and I just feel like a different person with it. It's amazing. But it's like that. I would love to be able to save up for some big, massive purchase because I've never been the type to save and make a big purchase. Yeah. I've always been spontaneous and just walk down Grafton Street and blow a couple of hundred quid. And you just think nothing of it. And I think nothing of it. Yeah. Well, maybe now this is going to be your because you can. You're going to save up some money and you're going to get yourself something big and nice. I'm I'm just loving how fully committed Cassie is to this sponsored uh, podcast. So committed. It's a great idea. I just want someone, I just need people to validate (laughs) my decision to get a Vespa. Okay, so you are fully bought into the campaign. I mean, we're 10 minutes into the podcast and I think you've mentioned because I can 12 times. That's okay. You're going to get the Vespa and be like, it's because it's because I can. Um, Okay. Um. Right. This week we are chatting about, obviously, the Met Ball happened. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk a lot about fashion and a lot about the politics of fashion. Um, And obviously this one was extremely political because the theme of the Met Ball was Catholicism. So I had originally thought I had heard the theme was heavenly bodies and I kind of thought, oh, that sounds interesting. I can envision a lot of sort of angels and Mm -hmm. Cherubian type styles and but then when I saw the full title which was heavenly bodies and the catholic imagination I was like oh right so we're literally calling out catholicism as a theme here and that to me is particularly loaded and it has gotten the reaction that I sort of expected it would get but I'm not sure how I feel about it yeah well I think the the reason it was Catholicism is because it's always based off whatever their um art installation is going to be and this year the the art installation in the Met at the moment is um I can't remember the exact title of it but it is something it's 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 basically Catholicism's impact on fashion or Mm. whatever right um I don't think it was offensive at all I think it's great I think it was absolutely fantastic um and the reason that I'm actually kind of giddy that they did it is because I think, yes, I understand the arguments that we wouldn't have done it with another religion. We would mm-hmm. not have, right? Um, and, you know, it's it's kind of poking fun at Catholicism and saying that it, so it's not revered or respe- as respected as the other world religions in the world. But I think that that's because Catholicism has done that to, to itself. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Catholicism deserves the same reverence that other religions do. And I think that time and time again, we've seen cracks and scandals and abuses and just horrible things in the Catholic Church. When in actual fact, it should be ridiculed and more than being ridiculed, it actually should be eradicated. Absolutely. Like, I, th- I, I agree. I don't think it's offensive at all. I think this is probably the best thing to ever come from Catholicism is Rihanna's outfit, like mm-hmm. literally the best thing. 
But um, I was quite surprised at how much the Catholic Church sort of leaned into it and yeah. said, okay, let's fucking go with this because we don't have a choice. So there was um, an archbishop there who, they, they actually donated costumes and accessories to the ball yeah. um, and pieces to, to people. Um, and the archbishop... Um, who attended it just said you know this is what Catholicism is all about it's truth and goodness and beauty but is that what it was about I don't I do feel like Catholicism was sort of the butt of the joke oh absolutely because I think what they missed there and what we saw was very um we saw very like exaggerated very kind of almost gaudy expensive diamond encrusted outfits mm. they were obviously poking fun at the wealth of the catholic church yeah which they just missed out on entirely because they've just had a complete lack of self-awareness or that's what it is lack of shame about it that it wouldn't it wouldn't become a it's not a point that they're i suppose sensitive about because they just don't see anything wrong with it like the mm. catholic church for centuries has been extremely offensively wealthy um, and I think that that was highlighted in the in the lavishness of the outfits as well. That's it. It's that lack of it's either a lack of self-awareness. But then I was also wondering, is this the direction that the Catholic Church is going in now in that they're sort of the one thing that always made them unique is that there would always be. Well, no, it's not even unique, but there would always be condemnation if if they felt like they were being disrespected. So say if we look at pop culture and Madonna comes out with like a prayer mm -hmm. and the Catholic Church came after her with absolute venom, they completely condemned it, said it was disgraceful. Um, she got loads of coverage out of it and she came back even harder and iconography was her whole thing mm -hmm. then um, and that was her art and they stopped pursuing it. They were like, do you know what? Let's actually leave Madonna do that Just because let her at it. Yeah. it's not doing anything for us. And then I'm wondering is this like the full development of that sort of decision that they're kind of saying yeah. okay let's just go with Kim Kardashian because let's just do it that's working for her let's go with them yeah well your man Cardinal Timothy Dolan who was there like he actually opened the Met Gala and mm. um, he's the Cardinal of New York or whatever and he said that he first of all didn't find it blasphemous or offensive at all and in his statement he said we could have had a lecture at the museum on the catholic imagination and nobody would have showed up especially the crowd from last night so when you do an evening like that you get everybody so like he obviously just wanted to like that's so like uh, yeah it's better to have a party with everyone dressed because then people come and like maybe people are talking about catholicism but that's grand we weren't going to At do another talking about it. we're not going to do another boring lecture but that's something that we've spoken about a few times as well is like integrity versus publicity so yeah everyone's talking about it but is it actually furthering the cause in any way he's like let's just get the clicks yeah well do you want me to continue reading his statement because it's a good one it's almost i actually feel like this this isn't parody this is coming from a uh, life site <laughs> but it's um he continues his statement by saying you talk about the public square um, I'm sure he meant sphere mm -hmm. with some of the movers and shakers who were there like they're reminded of positive memories of the Catholic Church and of the devotions prayers traditions and liturgies as many of them told me they were this could only be good for the church I mean he's reaching yeah absolutely I'm looking at like when he says these movers and shakers I'm seeing Kim Kardashian like twerking on a fucking grave or something I mean of course someone's going to walk up to the cardinal and be like I remember mass it was great crack <laughs> mass is good isn't it yeah 
Uh, love a good mass. Yeah, like, is that what really happened? And then I'm thinking, this is one big, massive institution kind of ripping the piss out of another institution. Hollywood and the Catholic Church, who have both seen a massive fall from grace in the last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, the Catholic Church... uh, a lot longer than the last year but Hollywood certainly the last year um, has been a pretty difficult one for it and it's like these two institutions that are just riddled with darkness and insidious poison um, are just like you know what lol here we go it's all just about perception it's all just yeah it's an interesting one I mean would you have had you been invited I mean not to say that you weren't but had you Don't been presume. able to, had you been able to attend what would you have what would you have I had worn? a baby shower um if i had attended you know what my favorite costume was and what i would have done and i really dislike people who go to these themed events and don't go with the theme like yeah. hello emma stone okay um did not did not go for it this is all about diving right in and going full flog um selena gomez really let me down as well I would have worn something like what Lena Waithe wore, which was the pride flag hanging out of her. It was so gorgeously structured, but it was a massive comment on the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who wasn't sure, which you would want to be pretty stupid to think that any of the costumes were a sincere celebration of Catholicism. But just in case you weren't sure that we were taking the piss out of Catholicism, she was like, hey, remember how absolutely poisonous this institution is. Um, That's what I'm here to represent and, and highlight. Uh, I thought it looked really good. I thought the structure was gorgeous. The cape hung mm-hmm. perfectly. Um, so she didn't sacrifice the look for the social commentary. Um, so that was my probably look of the night. I was quite disappointed with Madonna because she is Catholic imagination mm-hmm. yeah. and she is Catholicism versus pop culture. And she just didn't didn't bring it at all. In fact, I thought she might have been a co-chair this year. Um, I think they should have probably asked her, but maybe since she's gone off the the rails a little bit, they thought no. Rihanna is obviously the perfect co-chair this year. And Amal Clooney was a co-chair. Rihanna's Pope costume. You know what I wonder? I really want to know. I just love the the machinations of how these things work. So Rihanna is like the Met Ball queen. Mm -hmm. Does she say to Anna Wintour, hey... I'm going to wear a Pope's hat. So can you just please make sure that no one else wears a Pope's hat because that's going to be the costume of the night. Yeah. And then Anna sends like an email around and she says, hey, no one else is to wear a Pope's hat to the Met Ball. Um, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure how it works. I'd say maybe someone stands at the door and like tells people to take their Pope's, Pope's hats off <laughs> in case, just to be sure. Um. And then there's a little collection of Pope hats that you can collect yeah, on the way out. Yeah, you can collect it at the end and put your name on it. You get a little name tag or whatever. I liked Ariana Grande. She was dressed in a beautiful dress that was uh, the decorated Sistine Chapel. Sistine Chapel. Yeah, that was beautiful. Um, yeah, no, I really liked, there was a lot that I really liked. Um, and then again, there was some that I was a bit disappointed in that I kind of expected more from. I actually really liked, um, obviously, Cardi B's and um, I loved... I liked Lily Collins's little red tear. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Um, 
who I was disappointed with was Scarlett Johansson. Um, she wore a Marquesa. Is that how you pronounce it? Marquesa? Marchesa? Uh, which is, in fact, the designer that a lot, that has, it's come under massive scrutiny because um, with everything that was uncovered about Harvey Weinstein, it was also unveiled that a lot of women were forced to wear Marquesa dresses because of his personal interests. Um, and I think she missed a trick by wearing that to this event for the mm-hmm. year that was in it. Um, a discussion about the politics of of fashion because it, it when you're when you're when this is cultural appropriation, there's no way to deny that this is a comment, a social comment. Um, and for her to wear a brand or a designer that was that's quite loaded, I just thought was you know like at best neglectful yeah if it wasn't you know stupid yeah very disappointing Anne Hathaway's was surprisingly um good as well I like the big red what did Anne have I need to actually look that up the big mad red thing in the headpiece I can't see a headpiece there is it oh okay yeah 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 see red I think red I think is powerful um um obviously because it's indicative of like the handmaid's tale yeah um actually that's a good shout i didn't i didn't cop that i don't see anne hathaway like i can't i have like face blindness for her Mm. um but i just thought it was an interesting conversation with uh with all that you're doing for appeal with the jumpers and fashion as a political statement um and catholicism's influence on fashion which is like repeal jumpers are a sort of reaction to Catholicism's mm-hmm. impact on Ireland so it's actually quite timely in in Ireland it's certainly quite profound at the moment yeah which is great um, which is a fantastic thing yeah they're, they're good discussions to have there was a discussion today actually that I know we actually didn't speak about this in advance but I saw that um, people are giving out about people sending repeal jumpers to influencers for free and influencers than wearing them and I don't know how to feel about that um I did I think people are yeah send them like I know uh I know from Anna that a lot of a lot of the influencers or people who are wearing them high profile people who are wearing them did reach out initially and buy them they would have donated yeah yeah they've donated a lot of money and people have reached out and actually bought them um and then the same when we were selling when we were doing these the blue ones with the uh, with the Mazer mural on them mm-hmm. uh, a couple of uh, like high profile people reached out to buy them but actually purchased them yeah um, and have, are waiting to collect them like everyone else yeah I mean there was an angry post that's gone semi-viral today saying can people please stop sending influencers repeal jumpers for free if they cared about it they'd pay and in my mind I'm like the purpose here is to get the repeal message out there yeah absolutely anyway anyhow it's not about oh you didn't pay or you paid a euro too little or you're short so you're not allowed to wear it everyone's allowed to wear it mm-hmm. um and then obviously the benefit is with the donations the campaign is is helped yeah i mean this is this is uh something that we actually spoke to annie Huey about when we were down with together for yes um the the thing that we really need to do now and the power of, I suppose, being able to wear your political beliefs is that you become a moving poster for the campaign. Like you become that 
that sandwich board with the message on it and that I think that's more powerful than donating the 15 or 20 or whatever it is to the campaign who are using that money to put up posters and to get the visibility around the country but if we can get as many people as possible wearing their rights on their sleeve wearing their rights on their chest then that's that's a really really powerful message I mean even the after um you know two weeks ago when we did the thing at the Project Art Centre we had people come down and wear blue jumpers and take a picture where the mirror had been that is such a powerful message there was one mural and now there's 200 walking murals that's it like what seemed like it was going to be a negative and that the mural was being taken down has almost fractured like a mirror into so much mm-hmm. more light everywhere and um, I saw a lovely tweet today that was like the word of the week is togetherness um ta father togetherness which is when you spot someone wearing um the same political message as you and you feel a togetherness I think that was really the vibe that night at the project uh theater at the project art center when when you were selling the jumpers um as I was walking towards it and people were kind of filtering away from it, it was that lovely smile of, you have your jumper on, so do I, yeah. we're all together. Um, and it's just a really positive feeling. Who knows how the referendum is going to go? We don't know, but that is, that's warming and that might comfort someone who's been through something very yeah. lonely. Of course, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's the start of a conversation or it's like a silent conversation you're having with someone to be able to walk down the street and wear your jumper or wear your badge or whatever. And just you're just letting people know that you're OK with it. And I remember this was so poignant um, for me, especially around the marriage referendum. Like it was such a tough time and to see so many people wearing the um the yes badges or the tall badges was just so encouraging. And the, you know, the Equality 2015 bumper stickers and still seeing them on people's cars and all that kind of stuff it was just fantastic you you can't beat that like so I think in the next couple of weeks everyone should just do what they can to get their hands on a piece of you know um merch for choice is what they're calling yeah. it merch for choice yeah, yeah. and get yourself get your hands on it and just wear it out there and just wear it absolutely everywhere that you can I mean that's what it's all about and that's I love the idea of fashion as a sort of springboard for conversation and mm-hmm. obviously wearing a repeal jumper is a very political statement and then you know the conversation that's been started by the Met Ball theme is what is Catholicism is it just a theme is it just a look it, it certainly is it's all about perception and it the perception yeah. doesn't relate at all to what's actually going on yeah and the fact that so many people felt comfortable being able to sort of ridicule it mm. without fear of uh, you know fear of retribution or whatever it just goes to show that Catholicism doesn't hold the same weight that it used to and that we're almost free from its grips now um, and that we can actually we should we actually should rid- ridicule it we should be talking about how ridiculous the church is we should be po- poking fun at the things that they haven't rectified um, in order to to bring them to a greater awareness so I think it was a fantastic yeah thing. I think you've just put your finger on for me what like at the start of this conversation I said I'm not sure how I feel about it but that's it it does feel like okay we're free we can now nearly point and laugh or say look at this it's just something to dress up in it's yeah it's it's something frivolous it's a theme yeah. and it's I'm pointing and laughing at the cardinal who tried so hard to say we're into this like the catholic church loves kim kardashian and you know yeah. uh it's and he's just it's hilarious he's not just, self-aware and it's it's funny and we yeah. can all point and laugh and it does feel like a certain freedom it's um it's a really also fantastic thing to see kind of 
art being political again and like to see fashion being political I know we've obviously talked about fashion being political but another massive thing that happened this week in terms of like art becoming political was Childish Gambino's um, This Is America video which he released I think it was like last Saturday last Saturday or Sunday and performed on SNL um, and obviously that video has racked up like 70 million hits or something in the week and it is really it's it's really laden with a lot of messages about what life is like in America right now for black people um, and and people are really reading into it and, and noticing really sort of paying attention to the struggles of black, that black people have faced for years because they're seeing it now in art and they're seeing real life um mimicked in art which is fantastic it's putting things back on the agenda mm-hmm. and it was fashion and art and music it's just always had that and film and journalism everything has always had that that ability to put political stuff back onto the news agenda mm-hmm. and make it digestible and, and reflect how people are feeling about it and reflect people's reactions to what's happening um we're gonna break very briefly for an ad The Diet Coke Because I Can campaign is about carefree, fun with friends and celebrating the things in life that make you feel good. Take part in the Diet Coke Because I Can series by following hashtag Because I Can. So we actually probably didn't need to... we took an actual break. we took an actual break like we yeah. stopped speaking for, like the angelus for what we assumed would be the length of the ad yeah so that was silly and we <laughs> will learn from that because obviously that's not how it has to happen but look this is new for us and here we are um, back after the ad break back after that's so exciting don't you feel like a real professional saying that now absolutely but here we are pros um so yeah, this week is kind of a big one for me and it has been a big one for you. Um, I am moving out of my, I would like to say, my college home. And how long, because you've lived in this house in, I've been in this for house what? For eight years and I've always lived with friends in it. There's mm-hmm. never really been um, strangers, a stranger or someone who, you know, keeps themselves to themselves. It's now, so it's been quite a, it's always been a lovely home that I've mm-hmm. been really proud of. That You have been living in a sitcom for eight years, it's basically. It's been like friends. And yeah. there's always, when one person moves out and we all cry, someone else, great, that's part of the gang or it's someone's bestie moves in. And it, it's just been fantastic. And I've loved every minute of it. And we're in Ranelagh, which is amazing. Yeah, it's a great location. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And now I'm becoming an adult. Uh, I'm sponsored by Diet Coke and I am moving into an apartment with my boyfriend for the first time in my life. This is, a, is this the first time you're ever going to live with a boyfriend? This is the first time I live with a boyfriend. Um, I'm 28 <laughs> and I feel quite baked. Like I feel... Ready for it? No. No? Yeah, no, I'm ready for it because he'll kill me. But <laughs> I feel like who I am as a person now has been, this is who I am and that's been largely shaped by the people I've lived with. Yeah. And moving in now with a boy, there are going to be habits that need to change. Mm-hmm. Even silly things like I always watch these really random YouTube videos in bed at night. Does, is that now a headphone situation? No. That's 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 a communal situation now. That's fine. That we both have to watch it together. Well, you can show him or bring him in. Or you're talking about like you don't want to show him. No, it's not that it's private. It's just like it's it's my own thing. They're weird video. Like, like I love like Tony Robbins and. Okay, no, this is fine. You just need to you just need to figure out your personal time. 
and you get your little routines together, it's fine. It's going to be a slight change. I'm still concerned about his tea bag in the sink situation, but we're going to see how that pans out. Yeah, um, but you do. I've obviously I've lived with um, I lived with my girlfriend for over two years. Is that all? I feel like it's actually been longer. Well, it it would be longer, but we've been living at home now since oh, yes. November. Um, so we had we shared and we lived in this gorgeous place uh, with a with a friend which was really interesting initially and then we got our own place um and it was the tiniest apartment in all of dublin and it's fine it's actually you it, it you will love it so much you will actually it, are you talking it, about portobello as the tiniest apartment in all of dublin yeah it's gorgeous it had it high was, roofs yeah it was really nice but like actual floor space really really tight. tight and we had um we had a cat yeah, as well. But it was, it was it was lovely. Like, and you will really, you will re- like. I noticed when I moved out, um, because we were going home. Even though we were going home to save for something really exciting, and do something really cool, it was like so depressing and so hard. And there was times where I was like, oh fuck, it will just rent forever because it felt like we would never get a house. It was depressing because you weren't living together anymore. Yeah, it's really hard. Like, it's it's really really difficult. And because we've been so used to our little, you get your little, um your little habits and your little traditions and your little things like we would always watch the same programs you know we loved the Kardashians the, you're going to struggle with this okay, but like, you see you and Lydia are similar in that way whereas me and Aiden have very different interests like completely di- I, I won't be watching TV with him a, but you will you anything we've tried to watch together you'll like together he's betrayed me every single time he watches on yes fuck's sake Megan that's that is a sin it's every single time he betrays me and I like having those programs that I watch with him scheduled mm-hmm. and then I my own programs are like unscheduled okay. but now they're going it's going to be the other way around in that we'll have to watch our shared binges you know that'll be ad hoc but I'll have to schedule my programs oh, yeah. around him and what are your schedules like like what are like your work, work schedules? schedules yeah it varies a lot like he can stay very late in the office until maybe seven or eight but we we're usually around the same like he'll usually finish up around the same time that I do and then we both have obviously the weekends off so very much the same it's not as if I'm gonna have a late shift so I have the house to myself all day and then he has the house to himself at night which obviously isn't the goal like we're moving in together (laughs) to be together just disclaim like like he's going to full disclaimer really excited cannot wait so delighted for you yeah but you need to find your window of opportunity in this house okay that's what it is it's your window of opportunity it's the time where you get to do all those just things that you just need to do on your own that's what it is is that maybe getting up an hour earlier but then I'm sounding like I have some weird behaviors that I need to you know get behind the curtain and you know (laughs) like do my weird things no but it's just but you you just you're one of those people I'm the exact same we need alone time like yeah. just need like nobody else around it's just to do whatever whether mm-hmm. it's just like browsing on your phone or reading or whatever you just need your own you need your own space your yeah. own little window or whatever and you will figure it out maybe I don't know what your weekend schedules will be like when you're really living together and seeing it um, but you will find that that time yeah. I'm getting a flashback to we went to a hotel together and there was this tiny balcony that you couldn't really even walk out on and we'd been there for a couple of days and I was like I need some alone time he wasn't even he wasn't annoying me or anything I just felt I needed to be almost invisible that like, no one could see me or something mm-hmm. so I went out on the balcony and like shimmied across the ledge into a really dangerous position just so that I couldn't be seen like 
not just to be by myself, but just to not be seen. And he came into the room and he was like, Megan, Megan. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm out here. And then I had to make up this obscure lie about a squirrel. I was like, I saw a squirrel and I was trying to see it That's better. Not going to go. Oh, sorry. You just wanted to get a better view of the squirrel. Uh, yeah. As per the story. I'll know if Aiden listens to the podcast if he absolutely kills me this week. But um, yeah, I have edged. <laughs> You'll know if he listens to the podcast if you're homeless this time next <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you're weird. Um, Don't worry. We've got two spare bedrooms. You've got to, okay, yeah, this is it. This is the big plus. We have a spare bedroom where we're going, which I feel like I will maybe make use of. Oh, yeah, do make it your office or your something, and then you come up with an excuse to just go in there and do that. I'm working. Yeah, but you will also, you will find your spaces. Like, even in our tiny, tiny apartment, like, your habits kind of let you just, I suppose, claim spaces in the apartment or whatever. Mm. So, like, I loved, um, I've always loved cooking. Lady loves cooking as well, but I would just, I, I'm the one who, I love it. And that's, it's my, like, mindfulness thing. So I would, like, be in the kitchen. Not like, our kitchen was in our sitting room. Like, your stove was on the couch. You would cook from <laughs> we, the couch. We'd be facing opposite directions, though. You yeah. know, and you just, you can create your little spaces and your little habits and stuff. We'll work around that. And then for us, what was really good which was the only kind of the only sort of habit that would get annoying is that like I'm such a morning person so I'd be up at like seven o'clock or whatever regardless um our, our demon cat used to wake up at half yeah. six so I'd have to get up with him and feed him um and but then that means come like 10 o'clock half 10 I'm asleep on the couch like I yeah. can't stay up past that I just my eyes close they get heavy they close themselves I'm asleep I don't even want to be asleep I just fall asleep on is the couch is there resentment in your relationship about you falling asleep because I know that there is resentment so this is it so I would be like I get up at seven I'd be like I'm not wake you I'll just get out here I'll just go and, like yeah. deal myself I'll just like I'll whisper I'll make a cup of tea for myself like sorry, just sorry, 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 sorry. sorry and then around like eight o'clock half eight I'm like do you want a cup of tea okay no it's fine but I'll bring you in one in bed if you want one yeah. half ten ten o'clock if I dare fall asleep on the couch it is like <laughs> feathers on the face like cat like I've been jump started awake so many times like water on the face it's like get up wake up you promised to watch this and I can't watch these things without you and in fairness that's probably much more that's probably a more more normal sort of habit to have like we were so close to town there was no reason for me to be up so early but I just loved that time in the morning <laughs> yeah no, that's yeah that makes me feel like there's always in a relationship there's one person who has like the sleep power whose whose sleep is almost always more important than the other person's sleep so like your sleep schedule you want to get up early but you will make extra sure not to disturb Lydia. Mm. whereas and in my relationship, my sleep schedule is a lot more important than his in that if he's coughing all night, the next day it's not, oh, are you okay? You have a cough. It's you kept me awake. You kept me awake all night. And it's like, I'm so sorry for that. I think there's always a dynamic because I've been in relationships where it's the other way around mm-hmm. and where my sleep is less important. There's always someone who just dictates the sleep pattern. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not the person who dictates the sleep pattern at all. But I, all I will say in my defense is that I can't control it. No, like when fair. my body falls asleep, it falls asleep. And then I am the worst person in the world. And I've identified this in myself. So I know it to be absolutely true. And I've made it put my hands up. 
if I'm awake before I'm ready to be awake, I am liable to say or do anything. Really? Borderline evil. Like the worst of me comes out in those 15 seconds when my body is jolted awake. Yeah, it's it's a bad, it's a bad time when you wake up before you want to get up. I feel mildly depressed in the morning before (laughs) I have to get up. Um, The thoughts are dark. Yeah, it's, it's like, that. What am I looking forward to? In it's my that life? mix of anger and like complete depression and yeah. just overly emotional. Like it can go either way. But if I'm if I'm woken up, it could be tears, anger, mm. whatever. I do get very close to tears. I'm like, why would I bother washing my hair? Like, what is life? Why? Yeah. And then ten minutes later, you're absolutely fine. But try telling yourself that in the morning. Anyway, next week I won't have moved in, but the following week I will, and we can have a a little update now we're out of time and we didn't get to talk about the book club oh, shit oh. next time okay right next time <laughs> right thanks for listening guys make sure you like subscribe review follow us um on twitter and instagram at megan m cassidy at cassie lorraine uh, at love in dublin at lovin.ie and we will see you next week same time same place bye bye The Diet Coke Because I Can campaign is about carefree, fun with friends and celebrating the things in life that make you feel good. Take part in the Diet Coke Because I Can series by following hashtag Because I Can.